Welcome to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope this podcast encourages you, challenges you, and furthers your relationship with God in a whole new way. Enjoy this week's message. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Oh, church this morning. Yes. Doing all right? Yes, God is still faithful. Announcements, and um, I love the uh, SOS uh, community outreach that's coming up. Um, so there's a SOS is a um, a message that the Lord wants to share with folks, and, and we're all about deliverance. We're all about serving our community. Please come and join us for for that. That's going to be exciting, and our life groups are coming up. Yes, life groups, life groups, we want you to connect to a community. Amen. Sun, Sunday, Sunday church is not enough. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm really excited about this message this morning. So if I can have you stand one more time. I want to get this. Very excited about this today. I'm excited for what the Lord is. Um, so I'm going to. So I'm going to turn to, uh, if you will, turn to Isaiah 43. This is I'm going to read verses 18 and 19. When you're there, say I'm there. All right. Isaiah 43 verses 18 and 19 says, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old and preach all day just on that first verse right there. Behold, I am new thing. I am doing a new thing. God is saying a new thing. Now it, it, it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Read it one more time because I want you to really get excited about uh, this message this morning. It says, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Old, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? Do you not see it? Do you not know it? Do you not see me moving in your life? It will spring forth. Come on, somebody shout, God is doing a new thing. Father, we just thank you, Lord. You are a God that do new things. Hallelujah, Lord. We're excited for all the the new things that are coming in our lives. Have your way today, Lord God. Have your way in this place today, Lord God. We celebrate you. We worship you, God. Man, we, we are so in awe of your presence this morning, Lord God. Like we get to worship you. We get to praise you. We get to come together and just sing praises to you. We get to just serve you, God. What a great honor that is, Lord God. What a great honor that you called me to be your vessel today, Lord God. So I give you my mind, think with it. I give you my vocal cords, speak through them, Lord. Have your way today, Lord. We don't want regular church. Come on, somebody say, we don't want regular church. Have your way in this place, in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, somebody give him some praise. Yes. Yes, you may continue to stand for the rest of the service. Hallelujah. (laughs) Yes, I got one person. Oh, man. So God God is doing a new thing. Do you believe that? Yes. So I've been really excited about this message today. It's been burning burning in, in my spirit all week. It's something that the Lord wants to say to us this morning, something very important. I believe it will change your life. I believe it will change your life. And maybe it's just my life, and, I, and I'm okay with it. And if you don't receive this word, Today, I will not be offended because I know it's just for me, and I'm okay with that. Amen. 
but I, but it's just I'm very excited about this word. I want I want to uh, I'll share this with you. First, um, for those that may not know, I have eight grandchildren. There's a lot of kids, a lot of kids, a lot of kids. So I have four grandchildren here, uh, which is exciting. Um, so we have uh, a Logan, who's this uh, Terrell's son, Logan. You know, he walks in like he owns the whole church. He walks around and he does whatever his, his father does. His father grabs the mic, he's going to grab the mic. His father plays the drums, he's going to play the drums. That's Logan. He runs the church. He don't, but he doesn't know yet. He will find out fairly soon that his sister, Rally, she's a little baby right now, but she is the one. She's the boss. She's a real boss. <laughs> Am I lying? Rally is a real boss. But then I have... Um, uh, Morgan and Mariah here, they, they are twins. And, uh, and so we, we, we have an opportunity to take them to school and to, and to pick them up. So, so my wife gave them chores to do, and they are really excited for now because they're only eight. <laughs> so she gives them chores. So, uh, so they have to feed the dog and they have to water the plants. So it was one day my, my wife wasn't there, and so Morgan and Mariah came to me and said, Gee, Pop. G-Pop, we have to do our chores before G-Ma gets home. I'm just like, and they were like frantic. I was like, oh my goodness, like this is like an emergency. It's like, we have to do it. We have to do it now. I had to drop everything that I was doing so they, that way they can do their chores before G-Ma comes home. <laughs> so they go out, they get their water jugs, and they, they go out and they water all the, all the plants. It was all the, the plants that were blooming all the plants that were in season, they started to water them. But it was one particular plant that was there, didn't really look like one. So I asked Morgan, I said, Morgan, can you water this plant? I think we have a picture of that, that plant. Do we have a picture of that, that plant, that bush? So I asked, I asked Morgan to, uh, to water it. He was like, he was like, Jeepa, why would I water that? It's nothing. It's nothing there. Right? It's not, it's dead. I said, no, Morgan, it's important that you water this plant. I said, and he didn't believe me. He was just looking at me like, are you kidding me? Like, why would I water something like that? I said, Morgan, I'm telling you, that plant has potential. Wow. I've seen it blossom before. Wow. It has, it has potential. And so he, he was like, okay, so he started to water. So this picture, I walk by this every day. This picture was bothering me all week. It was bothering me all week. So then I, I, I was like, Lord, what is it? Why, why is this thing bothering me, right? So the Lord says to me, for me to tell you, and he told me to don't go by what you see, it's about what I'm doing. Wow. It's not about what's happening to you. It's about who you're becoming. Does anybody get excited about that today? So it's not about what you see. It's about what I'm doing in your life. Amen. So I want you, if you are taking notes today, this is very important that you write this down. If you are online, I want you to join us. I want you to put this in the chat. This is very important that you write this down. Here is what the Lord is saying. You are blessed. I am doing a new thing. It will spring forth. I'm going to repeat that. I am, you are blessed. I am doing a new thing. It will spring forth. It will spring forth. Make sure you write that down. It's a word of the Lord over this church. It's a word for this church. Amen. Amen. Are you excited about that? God is doing a new thing in your life. So you got to know that you are blessed. Even though that picture of that, that plant was not in season, it is still blessed. I've seen it before. 
that plant has potential. So I don't know what your season, I don't know what season you are in or what you are facing. God is saying it's not about what you see. It's about what you're becoming. It's not about what's happening to you. It's about what he is doing. Amen. So maybe you're just not in season right now, but you're going to grow. You're going to prosper. You're going to bloom. Amen. You're going to bear fruit. Amen. Don't go by what you see. It's about, well, by the time God get done with you, you're going to look so beautiful. <laughs> you're going to be so powerful. Amen. That, that nothing, no, no demon of hell is going to be able to mess with you, is going to be able to touch you, amen? You're going to be so powerful. You just got to know that you are blessed. Yes. God is doing a new thing, yes. and it will spring forth. That means you will come forth. Your blessings will come. What he planted in you will come forth. Do I have an exciting church today? Do you believe that? Do you believe that you are blessed? Do you believe that God is doing a new thing? That's good that you believe that because in our text, the Israelites did not believe that. They did not believe that God was doing a new thing. God was saying that I'm doing a new thing. It, it, it shall uh, spring forth. Do you not perceive it? Like, do you not see it? Do you not see my hand on your life? Amen? Amen. God's told them that they were already blessed. See? So God loves doing new things in our life. So if we don't believe that we are blessed, we don't believe that God is doing new things, we don't believe what God says about us, we will block the blessings of God in our life. Believing something is really powerful. Amen? So you will block your blessings if you don't believe what the word of God says about you. Amen? And so here, these, these the Israelites, they were blocking their blessings. God said, don't you? Do you not see it? You don't, you don't not know how much I love you? Amen? And so, so we like new things. But when God begins a new thing in us, we resist it for some people. See, some, some people are comfortable being miserable. I, I have a hard time being around people who are comfortable being miserable, right? So they'll find a way to be miserable about something. You notice that some people can be in such a joyful atmosphere, but they come in and they find something to be miserable about, right? Change the temperature of the room, right? And then some people are so comfortable being sick, right? Always anticipating something bad happen to, happening to them. Always anticipate, the, you know, sickness coming, coming upon them. They have to break that spirit of infirmity over them right now in the name of Jesus. Right? God has not called us to, to, to that. He called us to a life of healing. A life of freedom. Right? Some people are comfortable being broke. Not me. I can't tell. I like shoes. I can't be broke. I got, I like shoes too much. I can't be broke. I can't get comfortable being broke. I need me a pair of shoes. Amen? My wife can't look at me like that because she got more shoes than I do. She has more shoes. That is, I'm telling you, that is the truth. We're still, that's a big argument in our household. Amen? She has more shoes than me. But we can't get comfortable, right, being miserable, being sick, being broke. Amen? So we, we settle for less than what God has for us. If I can just get some people who can go with me, refuse to settle for less than what God has for you. 
Do I have any people in this place who are not going to settle for less than what God has for? Whatever the word says, whatever God says about me, that's what I want. I'm not going to settle for anything less. I'm not going to believe the lies of the enemy. Amen. I'm not going to believe those miserable people who come in where this is a joyous occasion and they and they just speak misery over the situation. I'm not going to believe them. I'm going to believe what the word of God says about me. I'm not going to settle. I want more. I'm not going to settle for what's happening now. I want more. I want to keep growing. I want more, more than what God, uh, whatever God says, that's what I want in my life. I'm not going to settle. Turn to somebody and say, I'm not, I'm not settling. I'm not settling for anything less than what the word of God says for me. I'm not going to settle. Because we, if we think about the life of Abraham, what God called Abraham to, to go to a, a, a country that he would, he would tell him, right? He promised him that he would be a blessed man, yeah. <laughs> a blessed man. Amen? And w- when we read the Bible, God, you know, especially the Old Testament, God starts off talking about Abraham. I am the father of Abraham. So you imagine if Abraham settled for less than what God said? Right. God told him to go, go. Right. I'm going to use you mightily. Right. He would have Abraham settled in that that same place he was in and did not go. Amen. God, God didn't just tell Abraham. God told Abraham that you will be blessed. But then he told him that he will be a blessing. That he will bless them so much he will have to give the blessings away. Right? He says, I will make you a father of, of many nations. Like your seeds will, will prosper. Amen? And so God, when God blesses us, he blesses us so much we become a blessing to others. I am blessed. Somebody say, I am blessed. I am blessed. Right? So you, God has called you to be blessed and to be a blessing to others. Does anybody believe that this morning? Amen. So don't settle for less than what what God has for you. See, our God is a God of new beginnings. And he likes doing new things. It is all over creation. He designs our bodies to always produce new cells, new hair for some people, right? We're always experiencing new days, new, new years, and seasons. Amen? We have a new life in Christ with, with new opportunities and new challenges. Revelations 21.5 says, Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write this down. Write these words. They are true and faithful. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I I will give of the foundation of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He says, I'm going to make all things new. Make sure you write down that God is doing a new thing in your life. He said, it's, you write it down because it's true and it's faithful. That means he's going to do what he said he's going to do. You can believe that, that our God never changed. His word will always come forth. Amen? His word will always bear fruit. So whatever he spoke over you, it will come to pass. It will come to pass. Is that exciting or what? Amen. God does all things new. So take God's promises as a present payment. It is done. It is done. It is done. Amen. I'm excited about that. Amen. Because it was his glory who breathed life into this world. Right? At the beginning. And it would be his glory who would finish it. So it it was his glory that started a good work in you, and it will be his glory that will finish it. Come on, somebody give praise to the glory of God this morning. 
I'm trying to wake you up this morning. If I could just get some people to get excited with me. To, to me, this is an exciting word because God is doing a new thing in your life. And we got to know that we are blessed. He is doing a new thing. And it will, it will, it will, it will, it will spring forth. You better believe that. It is done. It is done. It is done. It will I love the word of God because the word of God is the thing that will change your life. You can read something, right? And it speaks directly to your spirit and it changes your life. It's like, wow, I believe that. It, it changes the way you speak. It changes the way you think. It changes, it changes your actions. Amen. Amen. The word of God will change you. So I believe this text. I believe when God says, I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. Hallelujah. I think Pastor Bob's excited about this message. Yes. Come on. Thank you for a new thing. So when God is doing a new thing, you have to know that barriers lead to blessings. Barriers lead to blessings. See, God is truly surprising. Even, even though he promised he will always deliver us, it's still hard to know ahead of time how he will go about it. Yeah. I mean, so you remember the Israelites, how they were in, um, they, they were freed from of slavery, and but they were running from their enemy, and they were they were at the the Red Sea, and you know the story that God parted the red the Red Sea for them, Amen. Amen. But I found it interesting that God freed them from the uh, they freed them from their past, but their past was still chasing them. You feel that way sometimes, like you know that you free, you are freed from your past, but it seems like your past just keeps chasing you. It keeps knocking at your door, wanting to hang out with you. Amen? Your past is like still there. Like you feel like you are brand new, but it's just like this lingering thing over you just want to still come into your life and still to hang out with you. Amen? Amen. <laughs> And so here's the Israelites, they were running from their past, but their past was still chasing them. <laughs> right? It just seems like at, as soon as God starts doing something new, your past just starts creeping up on you. Amen? You thought you got rid of some stuff, right? It just, but it, it, it comes back up. It's like, didn't I, haven't that defeated you already? Why are you still talking to me? <laughs> right? Why, why are you still talking to me? Amen. So their past continue to, to chase them. Amen. And so and then and here's here's the thing. They reached a, a barrier of, of entry. You know, this is supposed to be, you know, this is the book of Exodus. This is supposed to be their exit plan. But they 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 all of a sudden now they facing a barrier, a barrier that was blocking their blessing because God told them that this was the land that they were supposed to go to, be, to bear fruit, but God released them God released them from slavery, but their past was chasing them. All of a sudden, they reached this barrier. Something was blocking their blessing. I think God does this on purpose sometimes. I believe that the barrier, right, was, was done on purpose so that way they can trust him. I believe sometimes God does this on purpose because the barriers actually lead to blessings. Yeah. Amen. So a lot of times people focus on the miracle when you think about this story that God parted the Red Sea, which was a great miracle. Right. But I like to focus on the purpose of the barrier. Wow. The purpose of the barrier. Right. So God, God's the one that told free them from slavery. He told them where to go, what he was doing in their life. All of a sudden, like. They, they faced a barrier. You don't, you don't think, hopefully we don't think that the barrier caught God by surprise. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. I didn't even know that the Red Sea was there. 
It didn't catch God by surprise, right? It didn't catch him by surprise. Like he knew, like he created the Red Sea, right? right? So he knew it was there. So all of a sudden, here they are, right? God promised them something, right? But now they're facing this barrier. It's like, oh, my goodness, why? It's like we can't catch a break. So here, here we are. God told us something that, you know, something new was happening in our life. And all of a sudden, we just seems like something is blocking it. Has anyone going to go with me and, and really feel like they, it seems like whenever something new is happening in your life, right? It just, it, then all of a sudden it seems like things are just blocking your blessings. <laughs> like you feel like you're moving forward, right? But this seems like, all of a sudden this seems like something is just stopping. Like you feel like you're on the edge of something, but it just feels like something is just blocking it. Am I alone in this? And so this was the Israelites, they were, they were facing, they were facing this, this barrier, this barrier to entry. Amen? So I believe it was two reasons for this barrier. So they know how blessed they are. I believe some people are running from their past or freed, running from their past, not knowing how blessed you are. Because we, we read later on, their past always haunted them, yeah. meaning the Israelites. Their past always haunted them. They didn't realize how blessed they really were. Wow. Right? And so God does these things, right? We face certain barriers, but that, that barrier led to blessings. Wow. Right? He, he saw them, that they saw him free, free them, free him them, free them. I don't know what I just said, but it's just, but it's, it's, it's one thing knowing that God will make a way, then it's another when you see him make a way. That's a little bit better, right? That's a little bit better. So they saw, they saw him make a way. So that will change your perspective. It should change your heart. It should change your belief when you see God do something in your life, when you see him make a way. Has anybody here ever saw God make a way? Like you, in your eyes, there was no way, but he actually made a way for you? Has anybody here been sick on their deathbed and then he rose, he, he, he miraculously healed you, rose you from that deathbed? Is any, do I have a witness in this place today? Is anybody here that had, saw their bank account was on empty and all of a sudden they, they received the check in the mail, somebody come and they just blessed them, got them out of the mess that they were in? Is anybody here that has gone through things like that? So it's one thing to know he will make a way, but it's another thing when you see him make a way. You see him make I speak that over your life right now, that this week you will see God make a way over your life. I prophesy that over you right now. That God will show you who he really is. You're like, don't mess with me. Don't mess. I got your enemies. Your enemies are not stronger than me. I got you. God broke fear. He, he had to truly release them. You, you don't belong to Pharaoh. You belong to me. Because if they don't know that, they will always want to go back to Egypt. I'm your true father. I am on the throne. I am your king. Let me be the king of your heart. If you don't get this, you'll always want to go back to what's comfortable. God's going to show you. He's going to show you. He'll make a way. He's going to show you. He's going to make a way. See? I believe this burial, this barrier was for a reason. I know what God promised them. He promised them the land. But to me, it's not, it wasn't just about the land. It was about getting to God. So, so if, you're, if you're adamant, if your desire is to get to God, God will always make a way for you to get to him. Doesn't matter what bar barrier that you're facing. 
no matter what giant that you're, you're facing, God will remove those barriers in your life to get to him. If it's about him, he's not going to let anything stop you from getting to him. Amen. If you, you have that in your heart right now, all you want is more of God. All you have to do is just put forth your hands and just say, God, I just want more of you in my life. That's all I want. I know you know what I'm going through. I'm going through this. I'm going through that. It just you naming all the barriers that you're going through. God just say, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm going to take care of all of those barriers because you belong to me. Because you belong to me. Hallelujah. He's going to show you how he make a way for you. Come on. I am blessed. I am blessed. God is doing a new thing. It will spring forth. Come on, one more time. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. God is doing a new thing. It will spring forth. We got to have that in our spirit. Amen. You got to have that in your heart. I want you to live that out. It's one thing to shout about it, but it's the one thing to apply it. It's another thing to apply it. Amen. I want you to apply this thing to your life, knowing, walk through life, knowing that you are blessed and God is doing a new thing and it will spring forth. Amen. I believe that it will change your life because it's changing mine. Amen. I come against lies of the enemy right now. So when God's doing a new thing, you must know that barriers lead to blessings. And then also never confuse the enemy's activities with the activities of Jesus. Never confuse the enemy's activities with the activity, with the activities of Jesus. John, we know what the John 10, 10 says, right? It says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. The thief comes only to kill, steal, and destroy. That is very important because we have to understand the schemes. We have to understand the enemy's plans. Right. So sometimes we blame God for something that the enemy is doing. I know. I figured it would get quiet when I said that. Right. Sometimes we blame God for something that the enemy is doing. Amen. See, if something is being destroyed, it's not God. It's the enemy. Is something being killed? Well, I like to say killed. Right. It's, it's not the enemy. It's not God, it's, it's the enemy. Yeah. If something is being stolen from you, it's not God. Yeah. It's the enemy. Yeah. See, where, wherever or whenever there is potential, the enemy calls on his crew, kill, steal, and destroy. And he gives one of them the assignment to take you out. Yeah. It's either kill or it's either destroy, right, or it's either uh, steal. Amen? So sometimes he steals, sometimes he destroys, and sometimes he kills. Not physically kill you, but emotionally, spiritually, financially, he tries to kill your spirit. Amen? So we have to understand that. Amen? Amen? So we have to understand that God plants seeds, and so does the enemy. God plants seeds, and so does the enemy. And those seeds grow together. I give you Bible on that, right? Matthew 13, verses 23 through 30 says, he put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, while his men were sleeping, 
his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared also. They grew together. And the servants of the master of the house came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it, uh, it have weeds? He said to them, an enemy has done this. So the servant said to him, then do, then do you want us to go and gather them? But he said, no, lest the gathering of the weeds you root up with, with the wheat along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the harvest time, I will tell, I will call on all the reapers to gather the weeds first and bind them up in bundles to be burned, but to gather the wheat into the barn. I will tell all the reapers to gather the weeds in the first and bind them into bundles and to be burned, but to gather the wheat into the barn. So here it tells us, right? So here it tells of Jesus sharing a parable with the, with the disciples because they need to understand what the, the, what the kingdom is like, but giving them an education what, what the enemy is like as well. So he was saying that the, your, your seed, your, your seed and, and the enemy's seed will grow together. Yeah. Yeah. So when you start to bear fruit, there are some weeds that will grow up, grow up with it to block your blessings, to block your blessings. Amen? Amen. And so he, he wanted them to under, understand how this all come, come to pass. Amen? So here's, here's, here's the enemy, right? So he sows, he sows seeds, right? And as, as soon as we start to bear fruit in our life, that seed that he planted would start to grow. And so it would, that's why he causes chaos. So it can block your blessings. When things are chaotic, how are you going to see what God is doing in your life? How are you going to see what God is doing? Everything is so chaotic in your life, and you're just like, oh, my goodness, you're so, you're so consumed with the chaos, and you don't even see the fruit. So all that, all that time you labored in the field, all that time you so, you've sown, amen, now you start to bear fruit. Right? And so the enemy is like, yes, I got him. So it was a long time ago he planted that seed. When you were born, the enemy has planted seeds to destroy your fruit. That's what he did to Adam and Eve. Right? He caught Adam sleeping. He started to creep up. He sowed that seed of dissension, of the division in the garden. Amen. God told him exactly what not to do. And they did exactly what the enemy told them to do. Wow. They, God told them exactly what to do. But they did what the enemy said to do. It was the seed. Both God and the enemy planted that seed. Amen? Amen. And so while Adam was sleeping, the enemy came and he sowed, he, he sowed the seed. Amen. We have too many sleepy Christians. They don't understand the schemes of the enemy because we're, we're sleeping. We don't understand that if we're not alert, if we're not at our post, the enemy will sow seeds of dissension, seeds of, of division, right? Seeds of chaos in your life because we are not alert. We are not alert enough to see what he's doing to see what he's doing. Come on. Come on. So he, so some people can't see God's blessings because their vision is blocked by weeds. The shadow of doubt, the shadow of fear, the shadow of confusion. Amen? That's what the enemy does. I just need someone to get in an agreement with me that they're not going to settle. They're not going to settle 
for, uh, for, the, for the seeds that the enemy plants. Amen. I just need someone to get in an agreement with, with me. I need some people who have that take back anointing. <laughs> Does anybody here have that take back anointing? That means whatever the enemy takes from you, you will take it back. So he might have taken your joy for a season. But it's okay. I'm going to take it back. You may have taken my peace for a season, but I'm going to take it back. Amen. I know the enemy's job is to cause, cause chaos. Amen. But I'm not going to um, go for that any longer. So have anybody here that have that take back anointing? I may have doubted just for a moment, but I'm going to take it back. I'm going to be free today because I see I know that I'm blessed and God is doing a new thing and it will spring forth. Amen. Do I have anybody here that's going to take back what the enemy has stolen from you? You know that peace. That peace he's trying to take from your family. You know that peace he's trying to take from your children. That joy you once had in life. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. You need to take that back. You need to take that back. Amen. God said that you will be a blessing. Not just be blessed. He said that you will be a blessing. His word is still true. His word is still faithful. Amen. It is done. You need to walk in that. Amen. So, so take back, give back those lies that the enemy have sown in your, in your, in your minds. Amen? It's like whatever the enemy has have sown in, in you, say, hey, I, I, can't, I can't receive this. I need to give this back. And I need to take back my peace. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And so... We have to believe what God has planted in us is about to grow. Well, God's doing a new thing. We have to believe what God has planted in us is about to grow. Maybe there were dreams you once had. And you, you thought it was, like, too big. <laughs> you thought it was, like, too crazy. No, that was, that was God. That was God. We have to believe what God has planted in us is about to grow. And Jesus said it. We, we have to understand that the enemy, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have came, I have come to give you life. And more abundantly. He's talking past tense. That means you're already blessed. You're already blessed. Before the day you were born, you were already blessed. He said, I already did that. It's already done. It's already official. You're meant to be powerful. You are meant to be a blessing in life because Jesus said that I came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly so he planted that in us before we were born before we were in our mother's womb God is doing a new thing in our text it says to forget about the former things. Forget about the former things. Because if we hold on to our past, it would dictate what God wants to do in our future. So maybe he was dealing with the Israelites about their past. It's like, don't you know what? Don't you see it? Don't you perceive it? Don't you know that you are blessed? That I'm doing a new thing? Don't you don't you see it? Don't you perceive it? Don't you see my hand over your life? Come on, somebody say, I'm already blessed. I'm already blessed. God is doing a new thing. It will spring forth. 
Come on, stand with me. I don't know if maybe this was just for me. For the word of God will change your life. Is anybody tired of old stuff? I, I feel like sometimes just as a, as a church, we get comfortable in old routines. We get comfortable in just doing the norm. God said, I'm, I'm doing a new thing. I don't know about you. I'm intrigued to see what that's about. I'm intrigued to know what that is. He's doing a new thing? God, like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing? So when God does a new thing, he changes all aspects of your life. He's doing a new thing. God, what is it? What is it? What is that new thing? But we get so comfortable of what's happening to us. And we don't see what God is doing. I didn't even know what I was saying to my grandson. I didn't know how powerful it was that I, that I was saying to him. I said, Morgan, just water the plant anyway. It has potential. Like you have potential. Keep watering the seeds that God has planted in you. Maybe it's not your season yet, but just like the ugly plant that we saw, it's going to spring forth. It's going to look beautiful. You will bear fruit. You have potential to bear fruit. Maybe you feel like some things are blocking your blessings. So maybe you, you sense some weed. You see your fruit, but you sense some weed at the same time. That means you're that important. The enemy has planted seeds and sowed again. But I believe, and this is for some people, God is calling on all the reapers to gather up the weeds and start to pluck them out of the ground so that way you can receive your harvest. Because I believe some people have broke through some stuff this season. I believe some people have, have, have received some, a victory over some deep stuff this season. God is calling on all the reapers to get down and start plucking those weeds out. Hallelujah. Do you believe that? Do you believe God is doing a new thing? I hope you receive this word. God is doing a new thing. It will spring forth. I love the last part of that verse. It says, I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I will even do that. <laughs> I like that word even. It's even going to be that. A road in the wilderness rivers in the desert. So you might still feel like, well, the situation hasn't 
really changed yet. God still gives you a road. Just look for that road. He still gives you rivers, even though it's a desert right now. He gives you a river. Amen. He gives you a river. Praise God. Praise the Lord. What a great word. What a great word. I felt like Pastor was prophesying to us the whole time. <laughs> this is how it felt. He was just speaking forth the word of the Lord to us today. And, and I know that it was landing on some good soil. It was landing on some hearts that were hungry to hear from God today. And I'm going to encourage you to meditate on what you heard. Maybe, maybe you just heard one thing and that's all you could think about the rest of the sermon. That's okay. That's God's word for you. <laughs> Hang on to that. Nurture that. Let that sink in deep. Let that bring about change in your life. Amen. Let's pray. I want you to right now take a moment and, and, and allow what you heard from God to sink in deep. Let's just do that for a minute. What did you hear from the Lord today? What word was it that was spoken that just reverberated in your heart? Caused something to stir inside of you. Grab onto that right now. And let's pray over it. Father, I thank you for the word that you've spoken to us today. I thank you, Father, for ministering by the Spirit to us today, speaking prophetically to us today, speaking by the Spirit into our hearts and into our lives. And God, I pray that every single, I know every single one heard something different. Every single one had that point that they were so struck by what you were saying to them. God, let them hang on to that now. I pray they would process that deep into their spirit, and that they, God, would have even a road in their wilderness and rivers in their deserts. We thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. We always want to offer prayer. If you need someone to pray with you about something today, we have some people who will be at the front to meet with you and pray with you. We always want to make that available. So the rest of you can be dismissed. God bless you. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. If what you heard today impacted you, be sure to tell us about it. You can rate and subscribe to this podcast or contact us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or our website, calvarylifedfw.com. Thank you so much and have a great week.